0: And welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Beyond Grace. They're a progressive death metal band based out of the UK. You might have heard them on a previous episode of Getting It Out Podcast. We talked about their 2021 release, Our Kingdom Undone. That was out on Prosthetic Records. The band has gone through some changes, apparently had a pretty rough 2022, and came out, in my opinion, sounding better than ever. That track was great. I understand that it's a Peter Gabriel cover. It's called Here Comes the Flood. I don't care where it came from or uh, who did it first because they just did an excellent rendition of it where if it was new, if it was a you know original cover, whatever, I don't care. Um, I got to be honest, I'm not totally familiar with uh, Peter Gabriel uh, outside of Sledgehammer, you know, the iconic music video. But uh, anyway, Beyond Grace uh, killed it. That's so that's such a good. I just listened to it for the first time a few minutes ago, Uh, maybe as you did, too. I don't know. But uh, it's it's excellent. And I'm stoked to hear them go more in this direction. You know, the last one, the Our Kingdom Undone was uh, was a lot of death metal, which was fine, which was cool. But uh, this sounds a lot more interesting to me. So maybe they'll head more in that proggy way. I don't know. Up to them. This episode of the podcast features an interview with a band who also does some proggy things from time to time and might be considered death metal, but always plays rock and roll and I'd say heavy metal as well. This conversation is with Phil and Justin from Somnuri. They got a new album, Desiderium, dropping July 21st on Monarch Heavy. So we're talking all about that. But first, you know, we got to do the hot zone. Check it. I don't know what happened to the original version of the hot zone getting it out podcast intro song it started with some like shit talk in the beginning and then would end with uh, a dedication to jay money which is a friend of mine who died four years ago this week died by suicide i think that's important to acknowledge to say when i look at the date of today seven. seven july 7th that and now that it's 2023 that is 20 years since my friend brandon Whitecamp took his own life that was the first friend i ever had who made a choice like that and uh it hasn't really ever stopped i'm looking at a picture of uh, the best friend i ever had right here on my desktop scotto almost two years ago he did the same thing uh it's been a reoccurring theme with my friendships with the people i've gotten close to and uh, i don't think that says anything about me i just think it says uh Or shows rather how prevalent uh, mental health issues are among people who find solace in the underground music scene. Hard to argue that. I think we would like to argue that and say that's not the case, but obviously it is. The evidence is there. So, uh, you know, we throw out pretty generic um, comments like talk to somebody or get help or I'm always there, you know, phone call away. That all, that's not always true. It still needs to be said. I don't know. It's awkward, but I hope if you're finding yourself in that type of space, you're able to work your way out for your sake and for the people who care about you. So let's move on from that. But I just had to mention something. It's like an obligation at this point, July, beginning of July, a lot of fireworks and, um, uh, Maybe some sad reminders of some good times with good people. Anyway, moving on. Are you ready to talk music? Heavy music? Sludge metal? Progressive metal? Doom metal? All of those things are represented by the band Somnuri. They are based out of Brooklyn, New York. They say they're a metal metal trio, but it seems to me like they have four members. I'm a little confused by that part. Uh, You can't list four guys' names, but also call yourself a trio. I don't know if they're calling themselves a trio. I don't know if somebody else is calling them a trio. I'm getting it wrong. seems like a quartet to me. Has there ever been a barbershop trio, by the way? Are they always quartets? Can there be a quintet? Barbershop few would be a good thing. Just a suggestion. If you can't find a fourth barber to join your trio, uh, just be a barbershop few. And then, then then, you can expand, right? Because as I've documented many times in the podcast, I learned that few is three or more. I used to think it was five or more and always wondered why there was a couple and a few. What about when you had three and four? Anyway, let's not get in the weeds on that one. Barbershop few. That could be three or more. It's like a repeating decimal. Barbershop, we, whatever. I talk too long about the fucking barbershop trio possibilities. Anyway, somnuri based out of Brooklyn, New York, are on their third LP. This is their first for Monarch Heavy. They've also appeared a lot on the Magnetic Eye Redux series records. They did a song for Allison Chains. They did a song for Pink Floyd. And they did a song for the upcoming Soundgarden record, which I have uh, done my best to cover pretty extensively via Getting It Out podcast and gettingitout.net. I put up every premiere for new tracks on that. I think I talk about it all the time on each and every episode. I'm just excited. It's just like the coolest project to me in heavy music. What Magnetic Eye does with these Redux series. Um, Ripple Music just announced a cover album, a tribute album, I should say, for CCR. Though I don't think they're doing I don't think they're doing it, uh, you know, like a full album. I think they're just doing random tracks, which is cool but not as cool as the Redux thing. Anyway, let's not spend too much time talking about Redux and instead talk about Somnuri. This record, uh, Desiderium, is very cool. Uh, Might call it a psychedelic at some point, a little grimy, a little dirty, uh, definitely heavy, totally rocks, maybe a little bit of grunge. You'll hear some of that. I'll play you a track here in a minute. These guys, Phil and Justin, were nice enough to join me For a chat midday, but also mid travel. So, audio's a little bit fucked up sometimes. Bit of an echo between both of their phones and, uh, you know, some robot voice. Just get through it. All right. I've edited it the best I could. I still want to be able to showcase the band and the guys and their new record. So, here it is. But first, I'm going to play you a song from that new record and let's go with the first track off that album it's called death is the beginning Exactly when you came on my radar, but I think it was because of Chris Enriquez. <laughs> why would, why would that have been? He's part
1: of the Ipecac family. Yeah? Gotcha. With, uh, with spotlights and he's our manager and has uh, been helping spread the word of some for a couple of years now. I'm but glad it made his it way to here with uh,
0: <clears throat> Then that, that makes perfect sense that I heard of you guys through him then.
1: Yeah. Chris is great.
0: Yes, I, I, I agree with that. Well, I know you guys are, again, uh, heading out on tour, literally on the way right now. Uh, but the idea, I assume, is to promote the new record, which I'm positive I will say wrong. Desiderium? Nailed <laughs> it. All right. Two for two. All right. So <laughs> that drops officially July 21st a Monarch Heavy, your first record for that label. But I know this is your third LP pretty uh generic question but i'm just curious what are your thoughts on why this one is different from from your previous releases
1: yeah i think um uh, we stepped up the production quite a bit you know we, we um we went to a different studio we went to uh Gojira studio in bushwick brooklyn um or Ridgewood. yeah yeah right around there uh but it, it was cool it was a different setting for us we had done a couple records uh or at least track drums at studio g a couple of times here in brooklyn um and then yeah we decided we need a little change and it was such a cool vibe we met joe and and hung out for a bit in an open house and we we're like hey this this feels really good it feels easy so um let's step up the, the production game and and do you know we've, we've done a lot of diy recording we, we we record guitars and bass and vocals in our space and and drums at a studio but this time we wanted to spend a lot more time on guitars in the studio um, vocals we still did on our own, so we could, you know, try to get the best takes and take our time with it. Uh, but the guitars are the are the biggest difference. I think they sound great on this record, um, drums as well. I think it was it's a really good sounding room. So yeah, um, and and in general, I think we're just spending more time on songwriting and and the craft of you know uh, making good tunes.
0: Yeah, well, I, I saw that you guys went to the Gojira studio. Um, did did Joe produce for you guys no he was actually
1: on tour uh, when we started tracking and we, need, we it was a pretty quick turnaround we needed to, to track within four days uh, guitars and drums and then you know we were trying to get the record done by October was the deadline so it was a little too quick of a turnaround to work with Joe but I, I would love to in the future he's got a great year and obviously a great musician
0: it seems to be a a, a studio that's gaining popularity pretty quickly, uh, rightfully so. I saw another band that I really like from England. Ern has uh, just did one there as well, uh, so that's cool. cool. Yeah,
1: I, yeah saw I saw that. that. And we're, we're, I'm a big Carbomb <laughs> fan, so I, you know, I think Elliot was was around there for a while and, and recording there, and um, obviously they've tracked some records there. So yeah, it was like, all right, this this is a, a hidden gem here, and I think it's going to keep getting more and more traction. I think more and more bands are going to realize. That studio's there with a lot of cool gear and and again really good vibes more than anything.
0: Well, when I listened to I was doing a little exercise myself earlier today of listening to the Sumnery material and I went back to your first record and then I skipped Nefarious Wave and listened to Desiderium just to see what the big difference was between the first record and this one. And uh, that's cool. It, it's like you got quite a bit heavier, I'd say.
1: <laughs> I would agree with that. I, I think the first record, you know, we were, it was, it was a lot of like figuring out our sound, what we wanted to do and, and uh, maybe tonally as well. I think we're a little bit heavier now. I mean, uh, Justin started using a baritone guitar uh, that, that is thickened things up. And yeah, just in general, I think it's the, the vibe of the music. you know, It's maybe more in the metal vein, although sometimes, mm-hmm. People don't think we're quite metal. Um, so the sludge uh, adjective always works for me as far as like the tone of everything and, and just maybe, um, you know, it's a little bit broggy at times, but in general, I think there is a, there is a, a through line uh, between the three records. I believe, I think it still is us um, deep down, but this new record, I do feel like there's some, some heavier material coming and hopefully more in the future. Fun for me and playing
0: drums and that so Yeah, well, I would I would certainly agree that there's a like a connective through line through all the all the records you've done so far. Um, certainly sounds like a band evolving, not just jumping from style to style. Because, and that, but that's one of the things I like about your band so much is that you incorporate all these different styles. And I think easily I would call you a metal band, but um, I'm sure I'm sure people have fucking weird gatekeepy shit. I don't I don't even <laughs> care about <laughs> yeah like, right. Well, like I appreciate that about certain bands is the is their ability to sound good amongst uh, all sorts of other genres, which I think is something that's a uh, pretty well uh, exemplified by the fact that you're going out on a tour right now with Telekinetic Yeti, which runs straight into a tour with Zao, or at least a few dates.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that was that was one of the things that. You know, when when presented this opportunity for the tour, you know we want to be right fit with with a with a band that uh, we're supporting. You know, going out we want to be right for maybe the people that go to see them. Because you know, obviously we want to gel you know, with all the other bands and you know, convert fans. Um, but yeah, I think we're we did we did a tour last year that was just straight kind of death metal straight up, and this is maybe a little more kind of a fun frog prod- doom atmosphere, I guess. So I, I think it's uh stinking Lizaveta is incredible too. So it's uh I feel like those three bands are so different from each other it'll be a lot of fun.
0: I only didn't mention stinking Lizaveta because I didn't know how to say that name either.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well too like you know that kind uh, of some of our other styles too so the whole month will really be but
0: in the of, uh, things that we enjoy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Good. That's cool. Well, this this record, your last record, I, sh- I want to mention was with Blues Funeral. This one's with Monarch Heavy. Blues Funeral's great. I talked to Jad Schickler recently for one of these things where we also touched on what I want to ask you about briefly the uh, Soundgarden Redux thing. But anyway, enough about that. But so <laughs> Blue, Blues Funeral and then to Monarch Heavy. When and why did you make the jump to Monarch?
1: Well, well, we had a great relationship, relationship with him for the last record, record. and he was very helpful. And we, we did two of the B-X things that he had been involved with before uh, Pink Floyd One and Alice Chains. So we asked to do a song, Garden One. Of those absolutely so. I'm, I'm excited yeah. for people yeah. to hear the song we did. It yeah. is Mailman.
2: plushcare.com slash weight loss. So um,
1: I am guessing guess that's it.
0: I think the twenty first is the date for that one. Or no, the, the, it's the 14th, I think.
1: Uh, 14th. I like, I like scared about it. Us. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, not the same day yeah. as your record.
1: Right. <laughs> Still a thunder with our own thunder. Um uh, <laughs> But uh, why make the jump? I think, I mean, there was no real. uh, It wasn't super necessary, you know. We could have kept doing records with Jad, but I think he even said, you know, he wanted he wanted to help push us. Like, I want to bring you guys to a bigger platform and really increase your reach because, you know, his work's not ours. You guys deserve it. (laughs) But you know, that's that's great. He's really been helpful and. Um, we were talking to Monarch right up until the pandemic happened. Our our last show was end of February, whatever year, all that shit happened. And, um, we were kind of talking to Monarch then, and we're kind of building a relationship. So it just kind of seemed natural to continue that once we were ready to make a new record and bring new music out, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it certainly makes sense. I think, I I think I say it every time I talk to a band that's on Monarch, but I love the Amount of variety on the label, you got like fucking straight up death metal with Creeping Death. There, a crowbar put out a lot of records there. You guys on here, there's some uh, faster grindier shit too. Uh, So I like what they're doing. I like that they're doing backed by a bigger wallet too. Like because they don't have to, you know.
1: That always helps.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, um, Desiderium again officially July twenty first. What does that word mean? I've never heard that word before. I could have looked it up, but I figured I'd just ask you instead.
1: Yeah, you may get a red line under it if you even type it out. It's, uh, it's a strange way. It means uh, a longing for something, uh, an intense longing. And the uh, the record kind of touches on, um, you know, rediscovery. You know, after obviously we went through a pretty crazy time for everyone. Everyone had their own experience with it. And uh, there's a lot of uh, metaphor about just, you know, rediscovery, trying to find yourself again. And yeah, it's uh, that can be a process for everyone. And, you know, that's I I think that's one thing we really tried to go deeper with this time is is, is lyrics and and telling a little bit more of a story. So we hope to convey that. We hope people can still paint their own picture with it as well and not, you know, everything be so literal.
0: Right. Right. Would you say, is there like a uh, so is there like an overall theme concept to the record I mean maybe it's just that what you said in the title
1: you know yes, there is a little bit more of a theme going on you know it was this uh, almost sci-fi in nature some of it you know this idea of like having lived multiple lives or or multiple realities and sort of tying that into the again this feeling of longing, trying to rediscover yourself or or whatever you're out there looking for and I think you know, there, again, there's um, a lot of things you can take away from each song, but they kind of all tie together. I hate to say concept record because you know it's, it's not quite that zone, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of stuff about um, you know this again, living multiple lives, uh, feeling like you've uh, are repeating the same things, whether it be mistakes or experiences, and 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 trying to to navigate that.
0: I feel like that's not a uh, that's not something I've heard before. You know, I mean oh. sometimes I, you know, I get these uh, I, I do these a lot, right? And I ask about the theme or concept of a record and there's always like a story <laughs> which is cool whatever, that's a thing, but this seems like a you know, more uh, more interesting to me. Awesome. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I would encourage you if, you if you're really into the tunes and um, to explore the lyrics and you know, I think you know, sometimes the music does a better job of talking. You know, we, like I said, we spend a lot of time constructing the songs and the lyrics and, and we're pretty proud of it. It's, uh, it's the most, and, and honestly, the, uh, the artwork I feel like is, is, a, is necessary to mention because it really kind of ties the, the room together like a nice rug.
0: Yeah. Actually, I have it up on the screen right now and I don't think I looked at it this big before. I think I was just looking on my phone and, the cutout that's on like in the front, I don't like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it to somebody who's hasn't seen it. Right. Cause that's what people will hear this, but it's almost, it's it's a very cool looking thing. Who did this artwork? Uh, so
1: this is done by Alex Ekman Long, who, um, you know, his pieces are very uh, three dimensional. They have a lot of depth to it. And so we, we initially wanted to do some kind of die cut, uh, front cover but we, we realized in the in the interest of time and in money we, we should probably um you know make it a little bit more simplified but he still can you know he still captures that that depth and that was really cool to me and uh, so i think we we just love the the layout that he made you know there's these multiple faces going on so it kind of ties into the lyrics and um and yeah, if you if you pick up the vinyl, it's really cool. You, you get this matte finish around that center cut-out part, and then that part's glossy, and it just really looks awesome. We literally just got the vinyl. They're in the van. We're heading to each place on tour and hope to, to get, get rid of some of these. So we're very excited about it.
0: That's nice. That's that, that is cool. The way you described it with the varnish and the knockouts Um, you're talking to a print person, somebody even used to awesome. operate a die cutting machine. So like, so I can no envision <laughs> how this, you know, would look if you were able to do it that way, but it's still, I can, you know, with the mat and the gloss, I'm sure it looks great. Uh It's a very cool design. How important is the visual to some Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, visuals. I've gotten more important as, as the as band has gone. As we kind of curate the themes, kind of understand where where some of the songs are going story wise. Um, we we've got a really important part of our team, Susan Hunt, who's been doing videos with us since the first record, and you know, kind of sharing sharing that visual aspect with her and having her interpret stuff, um, and it kind of sends it back to us. And it's kind of fun to see that how other people, uh, interpret that vision. You know, obviously album art is so huge, right? You go to a record store and you pick up a record, like, look at this. I don't know what it is, but I want this. It looks evil, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, having a great album cover, it's really, really important.
0: You guys have also released a couple of videos. Maybe one was just a visualizer. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but for the tracks, death is the beginning, and and what a way to go! How has uh, feedback been so far with the tracks you have out there now?
1: It's been great. Um, yeah, I think you know the videos, especially like Justin just mentioned, are, are a big part of it, and um, we're getting get a lot of getting a lot of plays on those, and that's cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's very important to us to to have something you know, especially nowadays. Everyone's there's so much music coming out. There's so many new bands coming out. So it's very important that we stand out in that way, aesthetically. And, um, you know, the response has been great so far. Those two songs that we put out so far um, are very different from each other. And that's kind of cool. We, we love switching it up. You know, uh, What a Way to Go is a is a pretty straightforward uh, rock or, or punk song to us. And, and Death is the Beginning, maybe a little bit more um, elaborative and, and sort of running the gamut of what we do, maybe more representative of what we've done in the past too. Um, Yet at the same time, it's pretty fresh. So yeah, we're, we're stoked on those. We have another single coming out on uh, July 14th uh, called Paramnesia. We've been playing that live as well. And that, that one's super fun. Uh, Definitely more sludgy, a little bit slower tempo. Um, So yeah, just trying to keep it fresh with the singles and then, Uh, Ideally, release
0: one more in the fall. Uh, You mentioned just the feeling and people's interpretation of the record. If there is like a preferred thing, a preferred way that like someone who listens to Desiderium walks away with or thinks of feels when they listen to the record, what do you want that to be?
1: I I prefer you get the vinyl, yeah, roll a joint on, put some headphones on, listen straight through. Uh, and then, you know, think about what you're doing with your life. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, you know, I think it's really something that obviously the immediate reaction, is, you know, I want people to like hear a stink riff and bang their head and scrunch their face. But, you know, it's, it's also kind of, um, I think a more thought provoking record too of some of the themes. And I think if you could bang your head and then kind of think about it afterwards, like, man, what, it, it should be. Uh, like a destination right you should be able to travel with it and, and so hopefully it's it's a thing that people can spin a few times and maybe hear things and take away different kind of concepts from song to song or as, as an entire record you know which maybe isn't something that you can take from first listen it's a it's a two or three or half a dozen listens and you keep finding new things that's that's my hope um uh, yeah i was just saying i was kind of doubling down on what Justin was saying you know it's it I, I do prefer someone gives it a full listen. um, You know, each single on its own is is cool and and also kind of explores different territory. But I think if you can, you know, really concentrate and listen to it in a, in a full setting, it's 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 going to be more rewarding. I think we're in just such a fast paced environment now with how social media and it's just so common to like you know ingest a fifteen second clip and then move on to the next thing. And, and, you know, we've always, maybe that's the old school nature in us a little bit is, is, you know, wanting to listen to a full record and and really digest it.
0: No, I totally agree that this record should be heard as the full thing. But I also would say that about like almost everything. <laughs> like that's right. just the way I want to listen to mu- music. I want to listen to it front to back. And I have listened to this record front to back a lot. In fact, I listened to it front to back a lot today already. Um, awesome. So, so, uh, so that's it is worthy the listen. Say that again.
1: That's that's that. That.
0: <laughs> nah, man. Nah, it's, 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 it's 1 8, 1 PM on the East coast. That's true. What am I supposed to do in my cubicle if I'm not listening to good music?
1: Hell yeah, man. We appreciate it.
0: Well, all right, fellas. Um, real quick, what are you most excited about for the release of the record?
1: Uh, for me, it's playing it live. You know, always it, getting out there and seeing people react to some of the, the songs. You know, you, you sit on music for before, before it's released and before people can hear it and see it live. And so it's, it's always rewarding to have a stranger say, you know, I checked you guys out on the internet and I've, I've heard this record a bunch and man, you really delivered live. Like this, 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 um, this, this is uh, exactly what I hope for it to be. And then some. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, it really is. The uh, board of you know, is, is it so so live is so much fun. You know, it's like we've been waiting, almost, I mean, you know, we tracked it in August you know, so it's really just been biting our time. You know, we've had to not play them live for so long that this is kind of our reward for ourselves. And you know, obviously, uh, close friends that you care about their opinion. Most people, people I don't, but uh, <laughs> you know, hearing people that you love and care about and, and, and hearing their feedback, I think means a lot. You know, close friends and family. It's 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 nice to hear, and if they hate it, that's pretty cool too. Nah, my mom would never hate this shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is your mom's style? Yeah, she's
1: into it. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So there you have it. That was my conversation with Phil and Justin of Sam Nuri, the song you just heard. What a way to go off of the album Desiderium, which drops July 21st on Monarch Heavy. I want to thank the fellows for taking the time to have that chat while en route to fucking Toledo or whatever they're going. Idaho, maybe. I don't know. All the same place, right? To somebody like me, not even a coastal elite. That's how bad I am. I'm just so full of it. Anyway, they're they're great. That song's awesome that you just heard. What a way to go. It might be my favorite track off of Desiderium, but I highly encourage you to get into that whole record when you get the chance. If you see them out on the road, make sure to pick up one of those records. They sound like they look Great. And that's important to me, to you, to everyone that loves you is that you find great records and make them look fantastic while you play them on your record player like an old 1960s baby. Baby? Yeah, I guess so. Might as well be. Anyway, I don't have much to tell you about here. It's been a short week of work but also a long week of podcasts. This is the third podcast I am dropping this week. A friend of mine made the funny comment to me the other day. He said, remember when on episode 200, you said you're not going to keep yourself to the strict schedule of releasing one episode a week and are just going to do them whenever you want. And now you release one every day. And that is funny and it's a great observation. And it's almost true. And I don't know why I'm doing them so quick lately. I just am. All right. I've, I've added it up. I've already released enough episodes this year for the whole year. That's 52. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, this is all extra credit from here on out. And of course, I've already have a few lined up and ready to rock for next week and beyond. I've got a couple of vacations in here, so I don't know how if they're going to keep coming, if they're going to keep flowing. But you can keep your eyes and ears on the lookout for episodes with dead heat. Pig Destroyer, Mental Cruelty, Necrofire, and uh, a few more that I don't feel like announcing yet. Of course, the label spotlight will continue. If you've got any suggestions for who you think I should cover for the label spotlight, the monthly label spotlights, um, I'm always open to that. I have a few set up for later in the year. Uh, Some of them I kind of leave open-ended because I don't know who I want to talk to depending on what they got dropping. So that's a big that's a big part of it. If somebody's active, I don't want to talk to somebody who used to put out a lot of records, it doesn't do shit anymore, you get it. It makes sense in a way, in a really simple way, I'm sure. Speaking of people who are putting out records, Ripple music is nonstop dropping records. I like think it's incredible how much records, how many records they put out a year. And they've got a new one coming from Boston's Kind. If you're not familiar with Kind, they had a great record a couple of years ago called, called Mental Nudge. It's been on my list of records to buy forever, but it's been sold out on the Ripple website for just as long. So hopefully uh, I can find that soon. But this one, This is the next record they're going to release. It's called Close Encounters. It's out August 11th, and they released a single for it. It's called Burn Scar. I'm going to play that for you right here. So if you're unfamiliar with Kind, I hope you enjoy this introduction. If you are familiar with Kind, I hope it's more of what you like. Thank you for listening. Burn Scar by Kind. Bye-bye.